Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you are, and welcome to the 4Play podcast, episode number 16. I'm David Turner, and I'll be joined today by my fabulous co-hosts, the music brothers, Alan Jones, Darren Parr, and Mark Hollywood. In case you haven't heard one of these before, the premise of these podcasts is that we pick a theme, and then we each get to choose four songs or albums related to that theme. In today's show, we're going to pick another two songs each to conclude our selections of B-sides. If you enjoy the banter in these shows, then do head on over to our Facebook group, 4Play Podcast, and let us know your thoughts about today's choices and what you would have picked. As some of you have asked the question, no, we don't actually get to play any of the songs in the show, but I will include a Spotify link for today's selection in a dedicated playlist. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome, chaps. Uh, Monday evening. Hope everyone's doing all right. Darren, how's things? Yeah, not too bad at all. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, fine. It's been um, my first sort of day off, really, today. It's still been busy, but my first day off in about seven or eight weeks. So it's oh, been quite nice. Good man, good man. And uh, headache. That's what happens when you switch off, isn't it? Yeah, you, well, it's natural. <laughs> you switch thing. off, things catch up on you. But yeah, all good. Great. How about um, you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. Yeah, I had a, had a great weekend. Uh, family catch up, always good for the soul. And yeah. Alan, you're playing away from home today. I'm away from home today. I'm uh, playing in my old yellow strip, which is my away kit. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, I'm currently down in um, North Somerset. I'm in a little village called Shippen, uh, which is halfway between, if you know this sort of area, it's halfway really between Western Supermare and Cheddar. Great. And, give, um, give a big wave to Andy Warren. Yeah. Hi, Andy. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, first day of my holiday, so um, I'm uh, loosening up. Loosening up, good, good stuff. Uh, Mark Hollywood, how are we doing? Evening, gents. Yeah, all good in the hood. Up here in um, it was sunny Edinburgh today, and um, yeah, the, the wounds are healing well from the car crash. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all good. I'm in one piece, and uh, very glad to be joining you this evening. I think. Uh, I've, I've made a couple of picks of the B-sides. Um, I, I hope you'll like. We will find out. We'll find oh, out. We okay, we we'll... Go on, go on, Daz. I said we normally do. I don't <laughs> think there's very very few occasions when we're not happy with each other's choices. So no. I'm sure no. we'll love them. Um, so... Yeah, no, we're, ne- we're very, very rarely... So that's... Well, we're very rarely unhappy, are we? Anybody's yeah, choices. Yeah. Always go well. I didn't expect that one. Or yeah, well, good shout. Yeah, we're surprised, not yeah. upset. That's, that's the way. It's a bit of an education with this one. Time, okay, well, it's on you then. We're going to do the same format as last time, so everyone picks their two B sides. Cool. No worries. Okay, it's up to me. First of all, yeah, Darren is going to lead us okay. off. Well, here we go then. So. As you know, we do like a quiz, don't we? So yeah. I thought I'd test you. I'll test your lyrical knowledge with this one. Um, this is might... a sport question, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right. It's not about Luton time. All's good. <laughs> um, you might get this one in one. It might take a couple more, but let's see. So if right. I was to say, expert, textbert, choking smokers. Oh. Any idea? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it the Beatles? It is the Beatles. Um, so I'll give you another is one. It, oh, 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 is it um, 
I am the walrus. Oh, man, oh. Impressive. oh. that was impressive. I was just a second behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking of you sitting on a corner waiting for the van to come. Dripping from a dead dog's eye. Crab a locker fishwife. Pornographic priestess. They were all going to come, but you didn't need them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have. Um, I'm crying Semolina Pilchard climbing up the Eiffel Tower. There you go. Um, brilliant. brilliant song. Um, didn't realize really until a couple of weeks ago that it was originally a B side. Um, well, always been a B side. Um, from a 1967 Magical Mystery Tour film. Um, the first recording made by the Beatles after the death of Brian Epstein as well, um, in August 1967. And it was really, it was John Lennon uh, sticking one up to people that were overanalyzing his lyrics. And in his own words, he said, let the fuckers work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think it's written by Lennon, but credited to Lennon McCartney, like a lot of releases were. Um, and I don't think it means anything particularly. I think it was just random lyrics pieced together from various sources. Um, one of the main sources was Pete Shotton, who was a member of the Quarrymen, apparently paid a visit to John Lennon. And there was um, just a rhyme that Shotton recalled, which was yellow matter custard, green slop pie, all mixed together with a dead dog's eye, slap it on a butty 10 foot thick, then wash it all down with a cup of cold sick. And obviously you can, there's a couple of bits of that, I'm sure, but we just mentioned already, a couple of lyrics that made it into the song. Um, there's a mention in there about Lucy in the Sky as well, which obviously alluded to Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. Um, and it was partly inspired by a couple of LSD trips that Lennon went on. Um, sorry, Alan, I know you don't like your drug-induced tunes. But... Yes. <laughs> say <laughs> so, no, just say no. LSD trips, yeah. And also Lewis Carroll's 1871 poem, The Walrus and the Carpenter, heavily influenced it. Yeah. Uh, Lennon himself actually got a bit annoyed with himself when he realised that the carpenter was the kind of good guy, if you like, and the walrus was the bad guy. <laughs> and he actually said... I think he might have considered calling it I Am The Carpenter, but it doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for me. What do you think of that one, guys? I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and I, I just, it played into my head straight away. And yeah. uh, um, is, it, is, oh, is it the B-side to Hello Goodbye? Is that what you said? Or, Hello Goodbye, yeah. Yeah, because I tell you what, my mum and dad had this one. And I heard I Am The Walrus for the first time at about the age of 12. I just thought, this is crazy. Am I actually yeah. hearing <laughs> Semolina Pilcher climbing up the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. And it, it also reminds me of um, a scene from my favourite film. Um, well, uh, two favourite films, if, if you'll allow me. Uh, this Thing is one. Oh, yeah. And the big, the big Lebowski's the other. Oh. And it's the part where Donnie, the dude, and Walter Sobchak are all sitting around. And they're trying to work out <laughs> who peed in his rug, and <laughs> uh, they're all that that fucking bitch. And the, the dude turns around and he says, "It's just all a goddamn fake." It's like you know, Lennon said, "You look for the person who will benefit." Yeah, <laughs> and he's trying to find words after that. And Donny chips in and he says, "I am the walrus," <laughs> and they, they look at him and go, "What? What are you on about?" <laughs> he goes, 
Lennon, I am the walrus. And he goes, no, Victor Ilyich Yurianov, Lennon, V.I. Lennon. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. For those who've never seen the film, it's it's worth just watching for that, that scene. I can confirm that, and I don't watch many films. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's a fantastic song. What, what a B-side, just off their nuts. And um, it goes to show you that if you put a catchy tune to... <laughs> ridiculous lyrics you, you can still come out with like a, a cracking tune yeah 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 it was actually i don't know if there were i might be wrong but i can't think of any other beatles songs that were banned by the bbc as well and this one was slightly yeah. after release uh-huh. it was banned for the lyrics boy you've been a naughty girl you let your knickers down oh and it got banned for that reason <laughs> really yeah mm. not sure if they've had any others but i can't think of any but, yeah there's no, probably I a few either. Relax, mm. pull your knickers down. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, relax was banned, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was after Mike Greed. The Mike Greed. Mike he, Greed. He, he demanded it be banned. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Greed, Mike Greed. Magical Radio One. Who knows the jingle? It's like, like we had them on preset just to bring it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Darren, that's a great one to kick us off with. Cool. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Good one. Darren, you haven't actually said at the moment so far, I am the ape man. Cuckoo Kachu. Oh, amazing. Cuckoo Amazing. Yeah. What a chorus, eh? Yeah. Oasis did a cover, didn't they? Or they, they sang, I think they, yeah. well, they covered it, they covered it live and it was just a poor imitation. It really was. Oh, yeah. Well, they are a poor Beatles imitation anyway, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they've come out with some, some great tracks, like, but, uh, yeah, yeah. when they try to emulate the great Beatles, they're falling mm. seriously short. Great Beatles. Yeah. And, uh, George has announced today he's bringing out a new album. Uh, all things must pass. Yeah, it's coming out on like oh, loads of different oh, formats and that. That's one for eight hundred fifty-nine pounds. There's, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a nice uh, green and black vinyl. Yeah, sixty-six pounds plus postage. Cool. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed the last few weeks that a lot of new releases are very pricey. That thing, yeah. Yeah, somebody, who told me? Somebody said because of the. The cost of um, oil and whatever, and yeah. pressing pants, pressing plants. Yeah, a lot uh, of you, yeah, you're going to pay more. Yeah, yeah. This is in the pocket. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Darren, what's oh, going to be your next oh, one then? Oh, yeah, I forgot it straight back to me. Okay. So, okay, I've gone for this one. Um, again, let's do a little quiz. I think um, we'll see how we get on. So this band got their name from a greyhound. Any ideas there? Uh, they won money on this greyhound at a racing track in Blur. You there, Alan? I think it's Blur. Oh, no. But no, but they did have a greyhound, greyhound on the cover of Park Life, didn't they? Oh, right. No, it's yeah. not Blur. Um, it's actually... Uh, it's not, oh, yeah, can I test you anymore? No, I think... Yeah, yeah, t- keep going, test. Yeah? Okay, yeah. so this song, the A-side, was 
um, instrumental, which was similar to this song, but it is a completely different track in its own right. Uh, it's by a British electronic music group. And I guess you'd call it a dance slash trance hit, which is not something I normally would come up with. Um, what else can I give you? It's iconic, and actually we've covered in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the movie that made this song extremely popular. I tried train spotting. Well, Alan's got it. Alan's got it. Uh, born, born Slippy. Yeah, Born Slippy. Named after a greyhound. <laughs> there oh. you go. So it was first included as the B-side, uh, by Underworld, obviously, by Underworld. It was first included as a B-side to a, a totally unrelated instrumental track called Born Slippy, that this was re repackaged on the B-side as Born Slippy dot Nux, or N-U-X-X, -X, which was with lyrics. Um, oh. It's been described by Vice magazine as one of the 90s most iconic songs. Uh, it's won fourth best dance track in 2004, so mm -hmm. uh, over a decade after release by Mixmag. Uh, not included on any Underworld LP, apart from as a bonus track on um, one of their albums, Second Toughest in the Infants. It was on that one, but um, not on an album. And it was, so the writer, the writer was Carl Hyde, and he was inspired to write the song after finding himself absolutely paralytic in a pub in Soho. Uh, I've got the name of the pub here somewhere, if I can find it. I'll find that in a minute. Um, oh, the ship. It was the ship on Wardour Street. Oh, I've been in there. Have you? Yeah, I thought one of you might have been. Okay. Yeah, I've been in there. There you go. Well, that's where he was inspired to write the lyrics. For a wee. Just for a wee? Yeah. <laughs> How do you remember where you've been to wee? He's got a plaque there. <laughs> it was impressive then. It was a Saturday afternoon. I was out with my daughter just before... Um, uh, Christmas uh, 2020, 2000, so it's Christmas 2019, and um, we'd had we'd been to the big something grill, and uh, there was unlimited, basically unlimited brunch. Okay. And so I uh, drunk the house dry, and so then we went out shopping, and I needed somewhere to go. There you go. Well remembered. Yeah. That's a memory. Right, that Hyde was there. Talking about this. <laughs> yeah. You've been talking about this for years. Have you got that have you got that book where Alan went for a slash by J.R. Hartley? <laughs> Hang on. Here it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah. Um, and obviously he was at the time he was struggling with alcoholism. Um oh, was I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you needed to weigh. <laughs> Hence the lyrics of the lyrics in the song. Obviously, uh, the iconic lager, 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 shouting, lager, lager. And when he first played this live, and for quite some time when he played it live, the audience would be holding up their cans of lager and shouting along with him, which really upset him because he wrote it as more of a cry for help than to say, Look at me, I'm drinking lager. So he got quite upset about that, but obviously couldn't do much about it because the song had just become a monster. Um, so that did disturb him a little bit, but he wanted to he wanted the song to encapsulate the way that a drunk will see the world in little fragments, little fragments of the way that the drunk would see the world. Um, inspired by Lou Reed and Lou oh, Reed, yeah. I think it was uh, Motel Chronicles, little bits of that he put in there as well. Uh, he walked around Soho with a notebook and camera, just observing things and thinking, thinking, you know, what can I put in there? 
and he the the Naga Laga line actually came when he forgot his lyrics. He'd forget the words and just repeat Laga 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 Laga. Uh, for something to become so iconic, just where he forgot the lines is mm. absolutely stunning. And yeah, obviously train spotting out in 1996. Underworld didn't originally want it to be used in the film. They were quite against it. Um, but he showed them a clip of the film. They said, okay, yeah, go on, put it in there. And then Danny Boyle has since described it as the heartbeat of the film. It captured the highs and the lows of the the era and the um, situation that they, the characters found themselves in. So, yeah, that's uh, and it made number two in the UK charts when it was finally released as an A-side. Oh, I didn't know that was a B-side. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there you go. No, it was a big, big dance track, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, a big club club track. I mean, you couldn't, uh, and it got loads, of, loads and loads of play on the radio. I can hear it now. Yeah, mm. and it's still still massive in clubs to, to this day. Mm. Yeah, it, it'll get mixed in with anything. Yeah, always there. No, good track. Yeah, massive song. Um, I surprised myself putting it in, but as I was looking <laughs> through to bit of research, I thought, you know, to be honest, I mean, I'm not. I'm a big fan of the film, as I think we've discussed before. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of, I guess I'm a fan of Underworld, but they're not my go-to choice when I want to put something on at home. But it's just such a big track. And when I found out it was a B-side, it had to go in there for me. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so Mark, yeah, what do you think about that one then? Yeah, great track, great track. I, I, when it came out, obviously I heard it first uh, when I watched the film Transporting. And um, the the video itself is is all well mostly filmed in Edinburgh, so yeah. they run past a few places that uh, I walk I walk past on a regular basis. They they, they run down uh, Princess Street, and then I can't remember the name of it. It's around the back of uh, Waverley Station when he you know when he slams into the car and he puts yeah. his hands on the bottom of the car. That's around by a, a pub called what was it? The, the black it's not the black but it could be the black bull and it's around the back of waverly station just as you go down leeds walk so uh, anyway enough about the video the song's great um i'm not usually into that kind of stuff no. but it just perfectly segues into the scene and to the film and whoever was i think we've said this before with train spotting whoever chose the the songs for the soundtrack uh, it was a bit of a genius, a bit like Tarantino. Every every song just perfectly fitted the mood, uh, and that's one of them. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Couldn't name you another underwater song or track. Uh, do you know what? They're one of those bands where I listen to the albums, but I do struggle to name the tracks. That's a really good point. Yeah, mm. I can't off the top of my head. Go on, then, but I can name the album and recognise the songs. But yeah, no, good point. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, I often, despite what I say about drugs, I often slap myself on the thigh and say, I should have bought that orange vinyl Sainsbury's edition. <laughs> Double <laughs> orange vinyl. Yeah. Because there's a nice new, there's a new order track on that as well. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good two choices there. Yeah. yeah, isn't that strange yeah. talking about the Trainspotting album again rather than any um, Underworld <laughs> albums? 
Yeah. Just that that's the sort of song it was and band it was. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Baron, well done. You got us off to a cracking start as usual. Thank you. Alan. Well, it's all downhill from here. Speak <laughs> sure for yourself. <laughs> I've got the oracle out. Well, for the benefit of those watching snooker in black and white, Alan's got his vinyls out again. His records. He's just back from the toilet and his fly's still down. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, which one do I choose first? I'm going to go for this one. So, um, this track was actually taken uh, from a, a, one of the band's previous albums. And also, it went on to be a track on an album which was about seven years, not actually, nine years later. So, work this one out. So, if you know my favourite bands, you'll know that one of my favourite bands is Simple Minds. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this track came out on the 2nd of April, 1982. It was the B-side to their first release of their uh, album in, in 1982 called New Gold Dream. Yeah. Brackets, 81, 82, 83, 84, close bracket. And um, they, the, the guys had a, because of the, popularity of there they found when they were touring at the time and they, they, they've always been a massive touring band Simple Minds but they, they, they had this lead lead track to, to New Gold Dream and it was called Promise to a Miracle and um, so they were really in a rush they, the, the record company wanted to get it out they, they heard it and they thought it was so good we, we're going to rush release this earlier in the year because uh, this was April and uh, I don't think the whole album was recorded yet and that was subsequently re released in, in, in the September of 82. Uh, but they, they, they brought out this, the, the track called Promise You a Miracle, which I love. And um, of course they, they didn't have much material for a B-side. And um, they came up and said, well, the record company said, well, there's a track off the, 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 the previous album, which was a double album. Uh, and, it, and it wasn't a double album because you, if you were lucky, you got the album free with the, with the album called Sons and Fascination. Mm. And the second album that came, the twin album that came with it was called Sister Feelings Call. And the first track on Sister Feelings Call was a, a fantastic instrumental track called Theme for Great Cities. And um, it, it's still considered, it's still played in Simple Mindsets today when they, when they play live. It's still considered one of the band's finest tracks. You know, although, it, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no lyrics. Um, as I said, it was it's it was reworked into um, a track off the album Real Life that came out in 1991, and that track was called Let the Children Speak. So Jim had uh, written some words. Jim Kerr, uh, the vocalist, the uh, the leader, let's call him the lead 
lead singer of Simple Minds. When I first heard the, heard the track on the album, um, it was one of those tracks that um, sounds daft, but it, it stops you in your tracks. It's, um, you think, it's, it's just, um, it, it just makes you just stop. And whenever I hear it now, it's just the hairs on the back of my neck just, just automatically stick up, you know, stand up. And, you know, I've been a fan for, and I've heard it, hundreds of times but whenever i hear it here it, it's such a hypnotic track and to hear it live is, is fantastic um it starts off with like a dreamy keyboard we're, 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 we'll just put it on the, on the playlist okay yeah obviously i'm not allowed to um you know for um I can't but, afford um, the fines. Great keyboards opening with uh, keyboard uh, Mick McNeil. And then you'll see some um, bass by Derek Forbes. And then um, some great, the drums, the snare drum starts coming in from um, the, the, um, the uh, drummer at the time was uh, Brian McGee. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say I'm, I'm friends, Facebook friends with at least a couple of these guys now. You know, nice. uh, but then Charlie, Charlie Birchall comes in on, on on lead guitar, but it's um, it's really hypnotic. It's enchanting. It's for me, it was just like a I don't know. It's like a new world sort of ethereal experience. And wherever I hear it now, as I say, it just, it just, um, it just takes me to another place. And and I'm, I'm not the only one to say this. I mean, you know, I'll be, I'm on a, a few Simple Mind sites in Spain and Italy and on the international site, and it's it's revered by Simple Minds fans. And, and and to be, you know, on the B side of, of one of their lead singles it's fantastic so in true fashion here i have the seven inch of promised you a miracle and then uh there you got theme for great cities yeah um it's a a lovely package some fantastic um packaging that that um, um garrett did or uh, quite a few simple mind, particularly the, the, the new Gold Dream album. I never tire of listening to this, but um, I know we, you know, we don't, we don't uh, play many instrumentals or approve many instrumentals on, on, you know, from what, you know, what we've done up to now. But um, it's just one of those things, and it is a theme for great cities. You could, you can listen to it, and you know, you know. Any city in the world, and this is a great backdrop soundtrack to it. Um, and that's my that's my third choice from uh, April uh, nineteen eighty-two on the Virgin record label. Brilliant! Yeah, anybody why, heard that? Why should? Yeah, why shouldn't we have instrumentals in as well if they're great Ooh. songs? And that is indeed that's a great song. 
Yeah, yeah. I know it. I, I prefer I prefer the earlier stuff. You know, as that is. Um, yeah. Some of the latest stuff. It's all good, isn't it? But yeah, yeah great choice. Brilliant. I need to you know read. that, Mark? Do you know what I haven't? I was going to ask if they played it at the um, Livead gig, but you, you mentioned Let the Children Speak. I think they played that one, but I haven't heard this one. And when you yeah, they, you're talking, they, didn't, they didn't play Let the Children Speak. Yeah. Uh, they played, they, they, um, they played um, Ghost Dancing. Uh, I think they played Alive and Kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Only yeah. Had 10 or 15 minutes, didn't they? So, yeah. Yeah. Not sure, not like, eh? yeah. Oh, uh, David's got the, the 12 inch out. He's got his 12 inch out. He has. He has. And that's got an even greater uh, track as the third track. Another instrumental. Yeah. Seeing Out the Angel. That's superb. And produced by Steve Hillage, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, um, surprise at the time, but I think they were. I think Hillage was uh, on the Virgin label at the time, and I, I think it was obviously maybe Branson said something like, you know, that's Steve Hillage, I would go, and um, yeah, but uh, well, I'm pleased to see that Dave's got a copy. Great song. So I, I, I love that period. I love that period. It was, um, and I, I do like that moody music they did then. Yeah. Yeah, us, us young ones, Darren and I need to catch up on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great track, and uh, yeah. Top, top song. Okay. Top song. Okay, look. Sure. Um, so so uh, that's my third one. And um, I have to say, no, these didn't come lightly because there's lots of B-sides out there. Yeah. yeah. And um, I haven't chosen these songs lightly. Um, but my next one, I have to say, I'm going to apologise at the beginning because I don't want to trivialise um, the, well, the inference in this song. And it's very serious. Um, it's about murder. Oh. And uh, I know, I, I, I'd, I'd just like to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not trivialising, I'm not making this sound uh, in any way uh, great, because it isn't. Uh, and it's another track that, again, makes you think, and the, the guy who's written this is a great thinker, he's a great record, um, he's a great songwriter. And um, I think if I sat down to write a song today, I would certainly not be thinking about this subject. Um, it was a B-side to the biggest single of 1983. And it's been ranked as uh, the, the number 25th in Billboard's top 100 all-time pop songs. Wow. Uh, it was a f their first single, uh, the first single of their album called Synchronicity. Oh, uh, brilliant! It, it, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> and it was uh, it was released in September. Uh, sorry, that was released in the in the September. But this track was the lead 
was the B-side to the to the, to the multi-million selling track, uh, Every Breath You Take, uh, by mm. the police, which came out in May 1983, and it's got the, as I say, it's a difficult subject to talk about. The track is called Murder by Numbers. Yes. And um, it never, it, it was, um, oh, I'm sure we've talked about this before, because I'm sure Dave has, or one of you has recommended, oh, I said about uh, another guy who actually played this live, and I think perhaps it's Dave. Um, but it, 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 it was, um, at the time, it wasn't released on the album Synchronicity, because there wasn't enough room. But they they released it on the cassette version on the CD version, and that's where I really know it from. It's the last track on the album, almost like a filler, but it isn't a filler. Um, it was um, it was it, believe it or not, it was recorded in a single take. Oh. They recorded it. They they, they recorded the Synchronicity album in um, a place called Montserrat. Uh, which I still don't really know where it is, but I know it's got a big, big volcano near it. <laughs> uh, some album, some some island, I don't know, but you know, it's. Um, and when I've been reading into it, it's um, it, it talks about you know, again I say I don't want to trivialise it, but how people can turn to murder and uh, once you it says you know if you got a thing for it you you don't just stop stop at one you you might do two or three and things like that and so you know and you know even like mass murderers we know that they can go on to maybe do maybe i don't know i don't know i mean jackie up is done or or you know or, or some of the you know the really you know the bad people of or, who have become influent, infamous. But um, Sting said it's uh, you know really forget about them because they're 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 you know they're they're nothing compared to world leaders who have led people into mass murder of their their people and. Uh, for example, you know Hitler, Mussolini, people like that, and and it's but people will accept things like that. You know, they won't. You know, they'll be up. They'll be uproar towards somebody locally who you know, murders loads and loads. You know, murders people. But you know, a prime somebody who is a leader of a company, a country who sends people off to war and that it's the amount of people who die is accepted yep. and he was having a punt at that um you know thousands if not millions of people in the case of certain leaders and so it's a, it's a really makes you think deeply about mm -hmm. stuff i thought yeah <laughs> and there's some great um let's say it was, it was done in one take and um there's some great drumming from stuart copeland and the first 
like 30 seconds of this of him is is he, he got started because the rest of the band joined in he was just drumming there mm-hmm. Yeah. So apparently he started before the you know before Copeland and and, and uh, Graham Summer, also known as Sting, came in. And um, also there's an in- in- interesting bit that they also included the roadies on this track. Wow! Um, it slows down right at the end. And it's a murder by numbers. One, two, three. It's easiest to learn as your A, B, C. And they really slow it down. And then what you can hear is clap and people clapping. And it's the roadies. And what they wanted to give an impression was of like a, maybe a late night club where you're clapping a band that you know it's going really nice. They weren't very impressive. So you just give them a polite, a polite clap at the beginning. The roadies were so impressed with it. they. And they said, right, no, no, you've got to, you've got to slow down. You've got to slow down that clap. Um, but yeah, um, a great, great track. And uh, I've got a copy of the single here. And it actually came with a, a free single at the time. I haven't brought this with me, but um, it was some live uh, tracks called uh, Man in a Suitcase and Truth Hits Everybody. But I've got a lot of time for this band, and especially, especially the, uh, the songwriter. Yeah. So uh, that's my fourth B-side. That is brilliant. I, I cannot... I, I, it's, it's one of the best choices you've ever made. <laughs> um, I don't say that lightly. Um, I'm a huge police fan. If I'd known you were going to choose that tonight... I would have put my police t-shirt on oh. just for you. Yeah, yeah, and I look good in it. You, you missed that uh, one. You didn't go for that one. No, I didn't go for that one. No, but it's a, it's it's an inspired choice. Um, every breath you take. I mean, I think it's all about him. Basically, I, I don't think by his own admission, but stalking his ex-wife and, and regretting what he what he did. But murder by numbers. Sting has always been political, and I think he wrote this with a guitarist, Andy, Andy Summers. Uh, it was yeah, it was all about how to think as a killer or a wannabe killer, but it was also a dig at, as Alan Wrightly said, the the politicians that lead folk into war. Um, the Mozarts in the Caribbean, by the way. What was it? Yeah, I cleared that up. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Is there a big volcano there? There is. It, 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 it erupted, I think, back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Um, people like yeah, Joanne Duran uh, um, recorded there. And, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm looking it up as, as we speak. And in songfacts.com, there's a, a bit about Montserrat that said, there's a, there's a book by uh, called Lyrics by Sting, and it said a few years later this volcano would destroy half of Montserrat. Uh, but on this day, it was just bubbling quietly and throwing up a strong smell of sulfur. The words formed in my head, and that pungent smell of sulfur continued to cling to the song. Jimmy swaggered the TV evangelist 
publicly publicly cited it as an example of the devil's work. He condemned it colorfully while entirely missing its irony and its satirical content. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, and your boy <laughs> Jimmy swaggered after saying mm. it was performed by the sons of Satan. Uh, a few years later, was involved in a sex scandal. Mm. Oh, the irony! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a great choice, though. I, I, I just think we had the police for the best part of seven, eight years, and by God, they produced some amazing stuff. Uh, growing up, I was, I, I was a huge, I was a bigger police fan before I got into Queen. Loved them, so it's a, it's a huge thumbs up from me wow. for this one. Nice. I know you don't um, you don't watch films, Alan, do you really? But I remember um, a film in I don't know when, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Corny Weaver called Copycat, and the murderer, yeah. the murderer, every clue he left was yeah. a reference to that song or lyrics from that song. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think I I um, I think I noticed that when I was um, compiling my notes. Oh, did you? It did yeah. reference, yeah, it did reference that, yeah. Yeah, yeah good shout out, Daz. Yeah, not a bad film, either. <laughs> no. But the, uh, aside from that, the, I think for me, the the number one artist on this track is Stuart Copeland. The drumming is Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nice one, Alan. Hey, you've done, a, done us proud. Two great B-sides there. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well done. And you thought you were going to go downhill. I think you, you certainly got yeah. slightly uphill, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So who's on next? That'd be Mark. Yeah, yeah. You said you were going to go downhill, is right. And um, you top Trump me, so it's going to be a hard, hard one to follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first song I'm picking, uh, well, sorry, my third song, should I say, is... By a band uh, I, I I saw for the first and only time, 2014 at Glasgow Hydro. The full composite was there, so you had uh, Christine and John McVie, you had McFleetwood, you had Lindsay Buckingham there, and you had Stevie Nicks. So it was the band, and um, the tension between Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. I wouldn't say it was palpable. I think they were covering it up. This yeah. song, however, um, as I said, it came out in 76. But the album that they were um, making at the time was so good. Uh, obviously, it, it was rumours. was so good that this song didn't make it into the album. And uh, there was a f- massive fallout with, between Stevie Nicks and McFleetwood about getting it on the album uh, and uh, even, even releasing it at a later date. I think it wasn't re- released again until 1992 in a box set, 25 Years to Chain. It then was released again in 1997 in a reunion album called The Dance, and it was nominated for a Grammy in 98. The song is the B-side to Go Your Own Way, which was Lindsay Buckingham telling Stevie Nicks to <laughs> get to. <laughs> and uh, it's it's uh, you know, that that in itself is a fantastic track, um, and it just doesn't it doesn't just apply to a relationship that's failed. It can apply to anybody that's pissing you off in life. The, uh, the B side, ironically, is Stevie Nicks 
sort of a tribute to him and the relationship and how it, it, it horribly failed. It was we all know how fraught it was, how tempestuous, how tempestuous it was. The the song's called Silver Springs, and um, Stevie Nicks said that she wrote Silver Springs about Lindsay. She was quite blatant about it. Said they were in Maryland somewhere, driving under a freeway sign that said Silver Springs uh, in Maryland. She loved the name, sounded like a pretty place. And one of the lines is, and you could be my Silver Springs. And that just gave her a whole, there's a real symbolism about it between her and, and Lindsay. And and that it was, you could, you could tell in the song that she loved him, truly loved him, but she just, you know, a bit like you two, with or without you, couldn't live with or without him. Um, it's haunting. It's such a haunting melody. Her voice is just, um, yeah, I'd say her and Alison Krauss would be two of my favourite female vocalists. It's it's a wonderful song. And, and she sang it in 2014. I was, um, I, I I was close to tears when I, when I heard it, when it came from her, and you could you could see him playing the guitar, knowing full well that it was about him. And uh, yeah, so this this goes in as as my third, my third choice, Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you can't you can't. Uh, sorry, Daz, go for. That's okay. All I was going to say, mine is nice and simple. I don't know the song. I know Rumours really well. I think Rumours is a great album, but I'm not aware of that piece side. But if it's anything like the rest of Rumours, I'm sure it's stunning. I must have a yeah. listen. Yeah. So if you, if you listen to, you know, there's some great tracks like Landslide and uh, Songbird. Yeah. Silver. There's a lovely part. I don't know what he does with a guitar. Um. But it, it, it kind of winds. It, 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 there's like an undulation with, with the guitar. Um, it's it's uh, yeah. What can you say? I, I don't know. It's over over to the other guys who've heard it. Yeah, I'll have a listen. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, I think I um I first heard it um when there was um an extended version of uh, or a double CD came out of Rumours sometime in um, in the 2000s. Um, I remember I remember buying it in somewhere like um, Best Buy in the States or uh, and um, it was because of the, the dollar price at the time were two dollars for the pound mm. so this is this double album came out for the first time they rumors was extended uh with some extra tracks and that was the first time i'd i bought that track called silver springs um but uh he's a he's a really clever he's a really clever guitarist and um he's, he's got some really nice hooks and um uh uh, Buckingham. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard the Buckingham Knicks yeah. uh, uh, album that they did together uh, before they joined Fleetwood Mac. Um, he's really consistent. This guy. Um, I think he's he he did kind of go off the rails a little bit, and um, he did. He did. And, yeah, and in fact, he was really really ill. 
just a couple of years ago. Um, but yes, great track, and um, there's some other other great Fleetwood tracks. Sorry, Fleetwood Mac tracks, um, B sides, and uh, tracks that didn't make rumours. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no question this guy is. Uh, He's important in Fleetwood Mac, and uh, when they look back in years to come, I know they've had some falling out. Um, they'll, they'll look back in years to come and think that he was a significant guy, and so was Stevie Nicks. Um, in um, you know, what the band did you know, after uh, you know Peter Green and all that, and um, so yeah, great great track and. Uh, yeah, uh, the the producer said it, it was the best song that never made it to a record album. It was in a, a documentary about rumors. Uh, uh, Richard Dashett. Yeah, he's um, he was um, as part of the production team. He said it was the best the best song that never made it to a record album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, um, they, they now I think. Um, I'm trying to think back, uh, I think there's a great B side to uh, Rihanna, um, you know, off the, um, oh. the album before. And was that uh, Finger in the Night? Yeah. No, it's before that, wasn't it, I think? Put it? Yeah. No, I was, I was oh, just, you know, there was a, there's a great B side, I can't remember it now, to, 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 to Rihanna. Yeah, um, it's, the, it's the instrumental, isn't it? The. So I've, I've got it. I'm sure I've got it. Just... Yeah. Well, I knew I nearly, if I, I had my own way, my um, Charlotte would have been called Rihanna, my first daughter. But, uh -huh. um, well, actually, my only daughter. Was... That Sugar Daddy? That was a B-side of... Sugar Daddy, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Was that you, Alan? I... Was, that, was, that, was that you, Sugar Daddy? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> I'm very quick to uh, uh, dismiss the rumours. Then. Yeah, no, no. Um, I think um, Demerara is about the most unusual sugar I've had in the house. <laughs> but from you know pure, pure, you know, white Tate and Lyle. Um, I don't know any other sugar. There you go. And, yeah. and, uh, and that's my final answer. <laughs> Just out of interest, I managed to pick up a, a Fleetwood Mac album this weekend. Yeah. From the, Never snuck up before. No, neither did I. It's um, from the Bob Welsh era, so like the middle period between oh. Peter Green and um, Buckingham and Nicks. Oh. So, uh, Leslie's holding up Mystery to Me. Mystery yeah, to Me, indeed. Yeah, I, I tried. I, I tried hard to get into Fleet with my pre-Buckingham and Knicks, and um, with the exception of Peter Green's "Oh Well" and oh, "Albatross," well, I'm the same with you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know Dig. Dig have got that. Dig have got at the, mo at the moment. You can buy. I think there's four albums. One of which is. Mystery to me, you can buy um, 
those four albums, oh, three albums, and there's a, a live album and a, and a, and a seven-inch single as well. Coloured vinyl uh, for 76 quid, and I, I, you know, well. I can't be tempted. No, no, I saw that myself. and uh, You have to draw yeah. a line somewhere. Yeah. I don't know the tr- I don't know it enough and it's it's disappointing really because I do like OL oh well like you said Mark yeah. and um I was watching my, my friend um Richie Blackmore sorry Rich Richie Westermacott my other friend Richie Blackmore <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> and um yeah he was playing it live just this last last weekend and um yeah i like that but um yeah i can't just can't bring myself to press the button i'm sure our listeners will in 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 enlighten us as to why we should yeah in that period okay so, a good choice mike yeah cheers chaps second yeah second choice is um it was a B-side released in 1970. It's the only non-album track the band actually released before their, here's the clue coming up, their eventual breakup in 1980. And uh, the breakup wasn't um, because they just couldn't get on with each other again or they were running dry. It was because of the demise of their drummer. Um, the A-side of the song, is probably one of my favourites. It opens up with uh, the wailing cries of what sounds like a banshee. Uh, the opening line is, we come from the land of the ice and snow, from the midnight sun where the heart, hot springs flow. The hammer of the gods will drive our ships to new lands to fight the horde, sing and cry, Valhalla, I am coming. It's the Spice Girls. <laughs> it's little little mix. A hundred weeks in the top in the top ten or whatever. So Valhalla coming. This 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 song, the A side anyway, I, I loved so much that I had on my old iPod. Do you remember the iPods? Yeah. Which yeah. were like, oh nanotechnology, amazing. I had inscribed before a trip to the Far East. I had my iPod and I had my all my playlists on this little iPod. And uh, inscribed on the back, you were allowed to get an inscription on the back. It had Valhalla. Mm-hmm. I, I, it had Valhalla. I am coming. So the A side is immigrant song, but the B side, as I said, you you, you will not have heard of, probably until, of oh, uh, I think it was the nineties. Uh, no, well, actually, tell a lie. It was um, so ni- nineteen ninety two. There was a twentieth anniversary release. Of immigrant song hey and, and the b-side is called hey hey what can i do and it was released as a vinyl replica cd single it was then um part of all these studio recordings they released all these b-sides uh as as a part of four bonus tracks on the coda disc so coda the album itself i was never keen on but this re-release is, it was was brilliant so the song itself is an, is, is, is the complete antithesis to the A-side. So Immigrant Song is hellfire and brimstone. You can see the Vikings coming over the North Sea. They're going to rape, pillage and burn everything. And the B-side is this kind of ditty 
it's like a country folk ditty called Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? And the lyrics are just um, absolutely beautiful. You know, I, I'll just I'll give you the, the, first, uh, the first verse. Uh, want to tell you about the girl I love. My, she looks so fine. She's the only one that I've been dreaming of. Maybe someday she'll be all mine. I want to tell her that I love her so. I thrill with her every touch. I need to tell her she's the only one I really love. It's just so simple. And it's really, it goes back to their roots, you know, this kind of um, bluesy sort of background. It reminds me a lot of one of the other songs called Bronyar Stomp um, that starts off with um, I caught you smiling at me. Um, that's the way it should be, like a leaf is to a tree. So fine. It's very, very similar to that. And it, it caught my ear first time I ever heard it. So, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do by Led Zeppelin goes in as my fourth choice. Uh, a bit predictable that I chose Zeppelin, but uh, yeah. most of my B-sides are of, of my favourite bands. I, I wouldn't go out and buy um, seven in singles otherwise. And it was one of, the, one of the few songs as well, back in those days, that wasn't just written by Page and Plant. It was actually written by all four members of the band. Oh, wow. Yeah, all four members of the band, uh, and um, John Paul Jones, who usually plays keyboards and bass, does a beautiful mandolin on it. So, yeah, give that a listen. Brilliant, great advice. Yeah, you're right. I don't know it, and I will have a listen. Yeah, I look forward to it being on the playlist. Yeah, not me either. But it's going to be a great one. I know that. Um, yeah, and it's actually yeah. just great hearing you just. Uh, speak the lyrics from uh, from the immigrant song. Yes, it's classic. Yeah. Well, Alan, Valhalla, I am coming. Yeah. yeah, Alan normally sings the mic for us, but not that one. No, the other song I mentioned there, Bronyar Stomp. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it that way correctly. It's named after a, a, a little cottage called. Um, Bronyar in Gwynedd in Wales. Was it? Yeah, so Zeppelin had two hits, well, sorry, two tracks. One's called Bronyar, which was uh, an instrumental of the Physical Graffiti album. And then you had Bronyar Stomp, which was the second last song, Side B, on Led Zeppelin 3. And it's very, very, uh, well, I would say it's very, very like, hey, what can I do? But Bronyar, do you know what it means, Alan? You're the the token Welshman. How do you spell it? You, I am the Welshman. Yeah, B R O. Yeah. I am the Walrus. Yeah, B R O N dash Y R dash A U R. There's something of something. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, A U R. So A U R. Is something to do with life? No. So A U might give it away. Gold. So it's breast of gold. Ah. Oh, uh, right. Means gold breast. Uh, as in a, a like a hillside of gold. So the breast is the the hillside. All right. And that's where yeah, I well, think yeah, they use it. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of gold in Wales. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I think, 
I think uh, Plant used to like hanging out in um, in Wales, right. and uh, I think they did a bit of the recording close to there as well. Yeah, well, um, going back to your first uh, choice, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Stevie Nicks yours releases and um, Welsh Welsh witch music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, one of my uh, school friends, Tina Nail, uh, she's. Um, She's uh, in <clears throat> involved in um, uh, making uh, dresses and things like that for um, uh, big feature films and, and things like that. But she's also was involved in a, a video for um, for, uh, for for Stevie Nicks. Yeah, she says she's a very nice, very nice lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> I, I was going to say something about the immigrant song as well. Just while we're on it, um, it was actually written on during one of Led Zeppelin's tours of Iceland, Bath, and Germany. Oh, right. So I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> it was so bad. Bad. I don't know why this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe it was something to do with that. The hot. Uh, the hot geezers or whatever the hot, uh, the hot springs. Right. Oh, the mineral, yeah. mineral baths. Yeah, it depends if it went into. Yeah. Don't in, throw away from 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 me now, really. Right. Yeah, depends if it went Bonds. into Germany. If it went to Baden Baden, they got natural springs there as well. Yeah, it could have been maybe something to do with that. Maybe some her brain idea. <laughs> um, but the immigrant song that's was the, about. That's where the they trip. got the the idea for the line. All of my lava. Oh, moving oh, on, oh, moving dear. on. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, so it, it was a, the the actual B side was a toss up between this one and um, the Lemon Song. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Lemon Song. Yeah. Well, you too. <laughs> no, no, the Lemon Song is, uh, I believe, off Led Zeppelin too. And one of the lines in the song is, "Squeeze my lemon, babe, till the juice runs down my leg." So I never. I never played that too loudly when my mum was about. <laughs> she must have one of those. Did she have one of those lemon? What were they called? Zip. Oh, Zen, oh Zest, Jif, a Zester. Jif. No, no, no. The, 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 oh, Jif. No, uh, there was a plastic lemon. Jif. Wasn't it? It always came out on Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Drink. What was that for? Yeah. So, it was something like Zip. Or it was Jif. Mark's saying it. It's yeah. called a Jif. Jif Lemon. It was the shape of yeah. a lemon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. We're going to be here all night. Well, Jif cleaning stuff. Lemon cleaning stuff. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mix it up. Oh, that was that was Jif. Yeah. yeah, that'll, ex- that'll explain why in the Jones household the way they, they are the way they are. They, 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 they switch the two rounds. At the other time of the year, old Pancake Day, oh, but got this in the fridge. Shh. Put that in yeah, your it, was, it was absolutely minging. It just, it, yeah, it, it just full of preservatives and sweeteners, and you, you poured this onto a very nice. How would you know there was no labelling on that lemon? <laughs> it was. It, it was, was in straight, didn't it? Oh it dear God! It was, it was horrendous stuff. 
anyway, please think about the other Jeff. No, that's G. Yeah, with, that's the, it, with the J. Yeah, I used, no, I used to clean the ice cream poly with that. <laughs> right. Here's a little here's a little unknown. So Jeff, the um bathroom cleaner, changed his name to Sif. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, yes. So probably to distinguish itself from that god awful lemon juice. <laughs> to make it easier for the Joneses. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there they were. This year it's toilet duck on their pancakes. <laughs> I heard that um it was changed because um the World Cup nineteen sixty six hat trick hero Jeff Hurst <laughs> just uh, was actually from Australia and uh he changed his name by depot and uh that's how he's been allowed into um where he is, you know. His real name was Jeff Hurst. <laughs> <laughs> That's more New Zealand to me, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, yeah, or South African. Yeah. Yeah. Just first. Anyway, I'll tell you about the Evergreen song another time. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Shall we move on? It's um, lost its thread. <laughs> it has. Um, I'm just going to do a quick run through of some of the suggestions that were put on, the, uh, on our Facebook group on there. And look, I'm going to start yeah. with this one first. David Byrne, good old Michael mine over in, in Dublin, he came up with the uh, the B-side to the Spitting Image chicken song. Which is... Yes. I, so, I'll, I'll let, should we let I Alan do it. this? I can sing it. Go on, then. I can sing it. Go on, then. I'll be honest I, with you, Dave. I wasn't, um, I wasn't on board with that. I've never met a nice South African. And that's not bloody surprising, mate, because they're a bunch of ignorant bastards. <laughs> and they smell like baboons. You sound like my, my dentist. <laughs> that, that, I'm sure that's the line. Yeah. That was it. That was it. There, there's, there's a guy I worked with. This is absolute truth. When I was contracting, I, worked, uh, I did a bit of work for um, Sainsbury's Bank. And um, a lovely guy, and his name was Arthur Clark. Right. So, and Arthur was from South Africa. And uh, he had, I've never met a nice South African, as his ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> phone, which was just a touch of class. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, um, let me give a couple other shout outs for, for people who gave some good good nominations. Um, Kieran O'Sullivan, so your friend, Darren. Uh, yeah. God Only Knows by the yeah, Beach Boys. Maggie, hard to believe that's a B-side. Maggie May, another B-side. Wow. A Fool's Gold by the Stone Roses. Sorry, Karen. Fool's go just got squeezed out of my list. It was nearly a uh, um, Who else have we got? We've got. Uh, he had another one. What was his other one? No, yeah, well, I can't tell his other one because it's one of mine. Uh, <laughs> so good choice, then, Kieran. That's all I can say. Uh, oh, Simon Messenger. I had Lisa Radley by the Jam. Um, B side to the start. That's a great track. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, and oh, uh, friend, friend. For you, Alan Marina Sawyer, Ain't No Way by Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, you like that one, Daz, I think, as well. Yeah, great, yeah. Yeah, good shout out to Marina. Yeah. Yeah. Am I very good? Part of the cat board. All right. Marina, I didn't know Marina was listening to it. Marina, yeah. Oh, lovely Marina. We miss her. 
Uh, and very good, very good friend of mine from just down the road, Paul Janeri. Um You know my name. Look up the number by the Beatles. It's a yeah, good choice. Rantan yeah. Waltz, Kate Bush. That's one for you, Alan. Wow, I've heard of that one. Uh, and God, uh, the Dharma Kaya mix by Tori Amos. I know Paul's a big Tori Amos fan. And also, Faith No More. We don't have much Faith No More in our pods. No uh, Greenfields. Not anymore. No, we should, we should have more. Yeah. So have more time. faith than having Faith No More. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that one. No, I used to like Faith No More, so I'll give so, Greenfields a listen. So let me do my one. Um, if I think of what I think was the first pop song or first rock anthem, this is the song that comes to mind. I did not know that it was originally released as a B-side um, back in 1954. In 1955, there was a film um, that was being produced, The Blackball Jungle, starring Henry Ford. And because of the subject matter and having teenagers in there, they wanted to have some music on there that represented the teenagers' sounds. And what Henry Ford, oh, sorry, Glenn Ford, I should have said, what Glenn Ford did is he grabbed some of his son's uh, singles and took them to the studio and they played these songs and they picked this particular one, um, which then did get released as an A-side. Uh, the original A-side was called... It was called 13 Women in Brackets and Only One Man in Town. Close brackets. Um, the A-side, it's been subsequently played many times, re-released many times. I'm not sure that the, the, the guy who we all know very well actually did that well out of it. Um, and I think he always, it was only his, his real major song. And I think always felt that he'd been under-recognised for what he had done. Um, and it's more brackets, there's a surfeit of brackets. We're gonna, in brackets, rock around the clock by Bill Haley and the Comets. I didn't realise that was a B-side. Uh, originally, uh, it, but it give you an idea, when when he sort of, when the song came, when that song came out in 54, just to think, I mean, that was less than 10 years after the Second World War had finished. Um, in the charts when his song came out was Winifred Atwell doing one of her pub piano medleys. So imagine the contrast when, you, if you're in that world at that time, and then you suddenly hear "Rock Around the Clock" blasting out. And clocks hadn't been invented by then. <laughs> <laughs> Not your digital watches, anyway. Uh, as as a result of that, that that was sort of re-released, came out with the the film, uh, the film and the song did fantastically well. And really, I think you'd be hard pressed to find another sort of pop song as we would define them, a rock song that would that was predates that. So yeah. that's the one that goes into my selection as a number three. Very good. You can't fault us. Yeah, I never thought that was a big side. No, I would have. No, I would never have named it. Never. But we were singing about, thinking about that in the car today. Were you? Because last night we were right at the, um, 
Judy's brothers and um, having a soiree and uh, afternoon uh, or Sunday dinner. And Granddad said that uh, he'd heard Charlotte, my daughter Charlotte, could do some tap dancing. So he said, right, well, I've got it all lined up. All lined up. I've got it on my phone. He's so, you know, clued up. He's 90. Wow. He's so clued up. I said, what have you got, Granddad? We've got rock around the clock. Right, come on, Charlotte, do it. No, <laughs> she wasn't doing it. No. She was. <laughs> she said, I'm not doing tap dancing to that, but it's funny old world, isn't it? Only yes. 24 hours away, and we're talking about the same song. Yeah. So it would be a great song, but yeah. Brilliant. And it is. Yeah, it is. What we all know. This, yeah. We all buy it. It's not the task to tame, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I think, it, and you know, people of certain generation, it kind of cuts over with things like Happy Days, which we would have been enjoying and watching in the was that the, yeah. in the eight eighties? Was that I think? Eight seventies, yeah, seventies, eighties, yeah, seventies, yeah. yeah. wasn't it? Henry Winkler. Before, yeah, it's going to be. It was before uh, Olivia Newton-John was called into those. <laughs> We're going to move on. Plaguing. We're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do, do you remember? Um, do you remember Happy Days? Yeah. Had, uh, had Henry Winkler, but um, Richie Cunningham is, is the great Ron Howard. I know. Oh, he's a fantastic um, um, director. Eh? I should know about that. I've very that. famous, very <laughs> famous film director. Yeah. He's, he's made some fantastic films, including Apollo 13. He's also been sent in to recover some because he's ones that studios have not been happy with the direction they've been going in. So he's kind of gone in and he's salvaged a few as well. What's a sister. <laughs> Hugely clever guy. Yeah, 1974 to 1984. Okay. First to final. Yeah. There you go, it's spot on. Yeah. Very good. What's she called? Um, what was his sister called? Oh, I don't know. Oh, um, in, in Happy Days? Yeah. Oh, it was Chachi and... Yeah. Ralph? Oh, Ch- oh there was Ch- Ralph. Jo- Joni? 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 Joni. Joni. That sounds right. Oh, it was Howard was um Howard was Richie Cunningham. Yeah, Johnny, that's what I said. Johnny, yeah, she was nice. Oh, that's twice now you haven't believed the young fella. <laughs> Brilliant. Good choice, David. Okay. Um a couple that that I, I was gonna try and put in here. I was trying to trying to work out what the next one would be. Um nearly had an instrumental. I was gonna go with This Is Not America by David Bowie. And yeah. Pat Matheny. Um, that's yeah. incredible how you have a song with lyrics. Then when you take the lyrics out, it feels like a completely different song. Um, was also la, la, la. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was also yeah. going to go with the model by Kraftwerk. Yeah, that was yeah. 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 Which yeah. was which is a, a close contender. I'm yeah. going to go with a song by a band who were they were the, they were the house band for. Stax Records and 
I can't believe the guy was 17 when they played this. And this song, it's actually another instrumental. So we've got going to have two instrumentals in here today, Alan. I know we don't do that many. Um, There's a clue coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <a clue. laughs> oh, okay. It took me a while to work that one out. You got it. You got it. Got it. It's going uh, to take a lot longer to work it out. Yeah, he was holding up a can which was green i think let's be clear so uh it's a, a simple tune but fairly mesmeric um it had a two four time signature and as the the guy the keyboardist or the main the main man of the band said it seemed really simple but every time i played it i had to really think it through so to get my fingering right to get to get the the song played i'm talking about green onions yeah. Uh, oh, no, I thought you were going to say Green I'll Day. I'll just give you a quick rendition. Yeah. Green Day was on my short list. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Actually, Green Onions was briefly on my short list. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, B-side to the song Behave Yourself, came out in 1962. Um, it's been used in many, many films. Um, uh, gives you a good reference. I don't know what what do you call it. Is it, it it's not it's jazz? Is it reggae? It's a little bit of everything, isn't it? The, in the sound. So, um, well, it was um, famous in Quadrophenia, so it could oh, be yeah. seen as um, scar subtle subtle. So, so well, I mean, I suppose it's on the Stax label. Oh, Just oh, no. yeah. was it Blues Brothers as well? Wasn't it? Was it? No, they were in Quadrophenia. No, they were too comedic. <laughs> I don't think I've. Um, Sting was in it in the film. Maybe, maybe I have. Maybe I have heard Green Onions, but um, you know Green Onions. It's Mark. You know uh, Green Onions. Played on a Hammond organ. You, yeah, when when you hear it, you recognise it. Yeah, you know instantly. Yeah, I think when I listen to the player, I still don't. For the sake of my salad, for the sake of my sanity, yeah, I know it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the Blues Brothers as well. It's been in many genres of film. Yeah, that's yeah, and and. I did find a bit on here where it said the uh, the riff took fashion during the mod revival. So I think yeah. because it came out, it was adopted, as you're saying, really by the sort of the, the mod crew at the time, and that's how it eventually found its way onto the Quadrophenia soundtrack. Quadrophenia, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, short and but, simple. Yeah, I've, 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 to be honest, I've, I've seen the Rocketeer and the MGs. You know, album on Green Rhino for. I've never thought I'm gonna. I don't know any other tracks. So, wow. but um, hey, I'm sure I got a Green Onion seven inch upstairs somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah, too. At some point, yeah. Or maybe you got the Behave Yourself seven inch, and on the B side, you've got Green Onion. <laughs> green I've got a feeling it's not. I've got a feeling it must have been a later uh, release of the B side, but. Exactly. I'll check. Uh, yeah, I know what. <laughs> okay. You know it. I, I think we're going to call it a wrap there. 
love it. It's been a craze for that. Brilliant. Two instrumentals. Well done, Chuck. Yeah. I couldn't take any more of <laughs> Alan Jones's Hammond organ. Oh. <laughs> look into that. This is on yeah. the MDF Hammond organ. Yeah. That's not the first. That's not the first time. <laughs> no. That's not the first time Alan Jones's organ has been no. dismissed from play. Oh. Uh, I've got a full size organ out there okay. in the in the Melbourne suite. If you want to come down, oh nice! You can yeah. play Green Edmonds for us next time. Yeah. Right, chaps. Anything we need to do is to pick, track, a, yeah. pick a topic for the next time. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, do we have to? We don't have to pick it now. What about what about um what about songs that Alan can't hum? <laughs> can't come. Oh no. Hum. Uh, hum. Yeah. Hum. That's gonna be that's gonna be edited. Yeah. Yeah. Um what about another random year? Yeah, another random year sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Do a quick random. This is gonna last time we did albums, so this time it needs to be a single. Oh, we just done singles, though. Okay. B sides. Yeah. Let's do Quadrophenic. Quadra. Okay, come on. Oh, then give me a chance. Um, what do you say from 1970 to? Did it say up until 1980? Up until 1989. Yeah, go on then. Okay, and go on, Alan. Oh, no, Mark. Last time you managed to guess what the number was going to be. Right. So yeah, last time I did. So I'm going to guess. Mystic. I'm going to guess. Maybe. Maybe hope it's eighty-two or something like that. Oh, that'll do. Nineteen eighty. Oh, that's oh, a popular oh, choice. That'll do. Nineteen eighty. I'll do nicely. Nineteen eighty. Um, we're doing albums, Alan. Alan I think you were. Pitching for albums? I think so because uh, we've done singles. That's okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, two single shows, aren't they? So okay. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I watched them. Um, I watched the uh, Suggs on uh, it was Channel Five program. It was painstaking to watch, and it was the thirty greatest hits of nineteen eighty eight. Oh. And you know, with Channel Five, there's commercial break after commercial break. This thing went on for three bloody hours. And the, the the music was just woeful. So thank you, uh, Random Generator, for not choosing 1988. <laughs> Good. Good, we've done well. Yeah, it was not 88, I think. Okay, we'll save that for the 1988 show. You can worry about those yeah. then. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really... It's a good album, though. Yeah, so I'll be honest. Guys, I think just leaves us to say good oh, goodbye to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Result. Excellent. Yeah. Um, somebody somebody escort Alan to bed. <laughs> Why? Thank you all very much. We're, we're trying to wrap Pleasure up. Pleasure and a privilege. All the best, guys. Catch you next week. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.